I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. And this is Kate. And today we have part two of our two-part episode series with Elisa Viti, who I also like to call the period whisperer. She is the queen of hormones. She is so brilliant and amazing at teaching women and actually also men, because we talked a lot about men in both episodes. We did. About the power of their hormonal health of our endocrine system and how to use it to our advantage. Particularly for women, we have not been taught about the superpower that is our cyclical nature. And Elisa, if you haven't listened to episode one, I would recommend listening to episode one because it's really going to set the stage for what we talk about in today's episode, which is all about tapping into heightened productivity and creative flow using your innate cyclical nature. And ladies, one thing that most of us never were taught is that we cycle on a 28-day cycle, which you know that, but the world is set up for the way men cycle, which is on a 24 hour schedule. So if you are a lady listening to this and the world has always felt slightly off to you and not totally supportive to how you are, that's because it's not. (laughs) And so today we are teaching you how to work within the actual world, which is set up for a man's cycle but instead operate as a woman with your true feminine nature leading the way as a superpower, not as a hindrance to your creativity and your productivity. And I learned a lot in this episode. Did you, honey? I did. I think you've said everything that needs to be said for the intro of this episode. Amazing. Enjoy. And as always, please leave us a comment, leave us a review, subscribe on iTunes, and share this with your friends if you find it helpful. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the show, Elisa. We're so happy to have you. So happy to be here. Well, as I shared episode one of this two-part series with the Hormone Whisperer, the Period Whisperer, the great Elisa Vitti of FlowLiving.com, has been one of our most popular episodes. Um, And we had talked about having you back, and we were going to anyway, but the fact that it was so popular makes me even more excited that you're back, because there's so much left to talk about. I know. We got up, we finished the last one, we're like, we didn't talk about half the stuff. Which was fine, because we talked about so many amazing things. I know, I know. And if you have not, as I said in the intro, if you have not listened to that episode, you can listen to this one, but also go back and listen to the first one because it gives you more context. But That's called part one. Yeah, go back to part one. Yes. Okay. So today, I really, like, I have had a revolutionary experience ever since getting my period back after having Penelope, our daughter. I've had a revolutionary experience of following your guidance and cycle thinking and tag teaming where I am in my cycle with how I schedule my days. You know, not with perfection, but like the general gist of it. So can you talk to us about what is cycle syncing and what the heck that means? Just like give us the lowdown. Sure. And a funny little anecdote today on my Facebook feed popped up I guess they do those like automatic memory photo things from years ago. So four years ago today, Kate, you and I were filming in 
Jess's apartment. Jess Ordner's apartment. Oh my God. For, I think it was, you were interviewing me for your show about my book that had just come out and we were talking about cycle thinking then, but you know, and so, and I bring this up because I find that women come to this revelation, this revolution that you're experiencing now, either in like one of two times, either that you have period issues that you've worked hard to reclaim and rebalance. And you really deeply in your early years start to value the cycle and all the things I'm about to tell you about. Or after you have a baby and you get your cycle back and you realize just how much your biology is impacting your everyday and you want to be more in concert with it. So I love that it's, it's like a perfect timing for you that it's happening now. And for anybody who's listening, just kind of know which part are you in? Because I think it's, those are really the, having done this work now with women for almost 20 years, I can pretty much say that those are really the two times that you'll have this awakening organically as a woman. And of course, the whole purpose of me writing woman code and teaching women about cycle thinking through the MyFlow app is so that we don't just have to wait for these organic moments. I would love to see a culture in which women from the beginning have this kind of consciousness about their biology, the intersection of their biology and their creativity and how those two things work best together. And can you imagine if you had been doing this for the past 20 years of your life, right? I mean, it would have been absolutely spectacular, epic. And I have to tell you, you know, I have shared, you're one of our very first Maven Masterclass leaders in Origin. And then in Origin, we talk about being cyclical beings. And one of the most common things that our empresses talk about is that they're like, wait a second, how is it possible that I'm 35 or 45 or even 55 and no one told me? And so I know know. you and I are on the same team. I'm just like, well, I have to tell, I'm just telling you, like, it is funny. I told you this. I sit with my girlfriends at dinner and I'm like, did you know that your period is a superpower? Let me tell you why. (laughs) This is is exactly why I wrote Woman Code because, you know, my experience was that I had no real education about my cycle. I had all these problems with my cycle. And then when I reclaimed my cyclical health and then made a whole career out of studying the hormones, the endocrine system, the cycle, this cycle thinking, to go back to your original question, emerged out of my research of looking at endocrinology, circadian rhythms of the body, epigenetics. And I was like, Oh my goodness. It's so clear. You know, men run on a 24 hour hormonal circadian pattern and women run on a 28 day circadian hormonal pattern. So it's trying to squeeze yours. And it's only because we're brought up in a patriarchal culture that values one gender's experience over another, that we even have the thought a to devalue our cyclical biology and B to then try to squeeze our functioning into the 24 hour construct in the first place, which makes us not as productive, increases our self critical voice. You know, that inner critical voice you have gets worse. The more you try to compress your creative process into this 24 hour model and increases your symptoms within your cycle, which of course is a perfect negative biofeedback loop, right? Where your body is saying, Hey, this lifestyle is not working for you. More symptoms are going up so that your body can help you bring you back to the reality, the paradigm in which you are meant to operate optimally. And that is one that has four weeks, not 24 hours. So cycle thinking was born out of just looking at 
the fact that you have distinct hormonal ratios that exist each week of your cycle, right? The follicular phase, the ovulatory phase, the luteal phase, and the menstrual phase, the bleeding week. I always call it the bleeding week because do you ever notice that we don't have precise language about our body's experiences like the period, the cycle, the menstrual cycle, the menstrual week. What? You know, I don't like it. I, you know, I, I find that that lack of precision is why everybody's so confused, perhaps, you know, just, just, just a thought. So, you know, just call it what it is, I think is easier. Okay. Hold on a second. Yes. Yes. So Mike. you look at the whole four weeks, right? We're looking at four weeks because the men's 24 hours, the women be four weeks. Correct. So the period is not f- for four a month. See how this language thing is a this problem? Is the, See, it's tripping you question. up like it trips up a lot. Right. It, so I don't even use period cycle menstrual to describe the bleeding week. And I would encourage all of you to just stop. Just call just it, call the, bleeding it week the bleeding week. That's very clear. Because that's what it is. You can call the whole cycle, the period, the cycle, the menstrual process, because it ref- it's a meta description of the four weeks. Okay. Okay. But I would not, I would not call, you know, maybe you could get away with calling your period the week that you're bleeding. Right. Like I'm having my period. I'm having my period. For example. Well, that's what I've always associated. I mean, that's what I assume. In the media, and I, you know, I talk to the media a lot. They're like, okay, so we want to talk about the period. But what they're really asking me for is like the whole month. Right. And like, well, that's not, well, what do you mean? That's not accurate. What do you want want me to talk about? Do you want me to talk about the period? Do you have a name for the whole month then? Or. The cycle. Oh, a cycle. cycle. All right. Yeah. Great. But you see people use that. Oh, I'm on my cycle. No, you're right. always no, you're cy- always on your cycle. You're always on your cycle. And so are you, Mike. You just have a different cycle. You're always right. on your cycle. On your right 24 now. hour cycle cycle. Yeah, you're on it right now. You're actually in an, We're a, you're actually at an ideal time to be having this conversation oh, with us. I'm on cool. my unicycle right at the moment. <laughs> and for those listening, Alisa actually illuminated us more on the male cycle in the last episode. Right. So please go back and listen because it's fascinating. Okay. So I looked at these different hormonal patterns and I thought, well, it makes a lot of sense. You know, first what I was looking at is trying to figure out what do you do in, you know, when I was developing the flow protocol, how do we go from triage, right? Really deeply healing the endocrine function to having a diet that is based on our female biology, right? What would govern that? What would be the way that we would model that, right? As opposed to what all dietary theory is predicated on is the male physiology, right? It's like eat the same foods every day because you're dealing with the same hormonal ratios and patterns every day, which makes sense. But no diet was based on how my body was shifting week over week. So I looked at these hormonal ratios and said, oh, it really makes so much sense that we would manipulate slightly, modify food slightly each week to help offset or improve the breakdown of estrogen when it's higher in some weeks and to help boost micronutrient levels to offset fluctuations in hormones that can affect mood and all of that and energy in other weeks. So I started to put together foods that would really complement both the metabolism of hormones and the production of hormones throughout each week of the cycle. Then I started looking at other studies that were talking about exercise across the cycle. Turns out that some exercise is terrible at certain times of the cycle and others are really good. So you have to really do it properly. Why? Because of cortisol and testosterone and estrogen and muscle, you know, your, your body's ability to build muscle versus have it break down. 
So I started planning just my diet and my exercise around that. I started to feel really good. And I noticed that I was having different abilities and different things to do things differently. And then I was diving deeper into the research on the effects of hormones on mood and brain chemistry in regions of the brain that are stimulated differently each week of the cycle. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is the way. There is only one way if you have ovaries and this is the way. There's no other way to <laughs> orient yourself to eating, moving, working, producing. And then it was just a nice, perfect, serendipitous you know, overlap that, of course, the way anything is done, if you look at like fractal biology, right, or, you know, fractal geometry, that this microcosm of the cycle and its creativity or productivity matrix, right, I call it the creation matrix, these four aspects of what happens across the four weeks of the cycle, maps perfectly onto the larger geometric model of how things come to be in nature. Yeah. Right. How the, anything happens. How anything grows, expands, goes through the life cycle in nature is mirrored, of course, in the actual container from which human life is created. And that is both a literal and metaphorical opportunity for us to engage with it in our lives in terms of creativity and productivity. So in chapter five in Woman Code, I mapped out the cycle syncing process. And then women were just so loving it and, you know, organizing their lives around. I've been brought into corporations over the past years from Google to, you know, fashion companies to wellness companies to teach them how to use cycle syncing at work to be more productive. Because my whole team cycle syncs, the flow living team, we cycle sync our business and have been doing that for the past, I don't know, I mean, officially, I guess, 10 years. And when people ask me, well, how is it that you do all that you do without coffee, you know, without stimulants, without whatever, you know, I have a baby, I have written a book, you know, do all these things with the company, launched an app. I do because of, I'm able to produce at this rate because I am cycle syncing. And without burnout, like that's so key, that's right? Key. You're not, you're not a woman who pushes, like I know you really well. You don't really overdo it. I used to. I know you used to, but like that's how you knew how far, you know, how far was too far. My body, my body won't let me like, you know, that's, that's the gift about having had a hormonal problem at such a young age. I can't get away with the things that we're seduced into thinking we should be doing to ourselves, you know, from the sort of male, it's not male, it's just the patriarchal conditioning and also sort of our default to one time setting. The other thing I want to talk about here too, is that there's a distinction between chronological time and chirological time that I talk a lot about. So there's this trying to be, you know, in the moment, a measuring the moments, right? Where you have, you know, you're going from one minute to the next. And then there's this idea and letting that pull you always into the future, right? You're never in the present. You're thinking, oh, I'm living for the next moment, right? I'm, I'm on the clock. And so therefore you're not ever in the present. When you're cycle thinking, you're more tapping into this idea of chirological time, which is really about timing, not, and it's very much about being in the present and allowing what is happening now to 
keep you in the present moment and not pull you into this continuous future place. And that is what was the issue. That's like this burnout thing. It's like, well, I just have to keep doing more. I have to do the next thing. I have to always do more. But when you have a hormonal issue, for many of you listening, if you have period problems, you know that you hit a wall and you can't. And your body comes up with all sorts of symptoms and you get real significant setbacks in your health and your productivity that you then have to go back and take time to address and you lose a lot of time that way. So very soon into that process, I think a woman has this reckoning with herself like, all right, I can't keep going this way. And I think that women have been looking for this. We talk about the divine feminine and abundance thinking and receiving and all these things are aspects of what will come out of you organically if you actually partner with your body, your cycle, this cycle syncing pattern. You will become a more creative, abundant, receptive person who's always in the right time of her life. You know, that's what I wanted desperately was to feel good all the time. And that's what cycle syncing has facilitated. For me and for thousands of other women who have been using the app and reading the book, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is a beautiful thing. And, and, you know, speaking from my own experience, I started really paying more attention about, you know, a little less than a year ago to my cycle and cycle syncing using your app and then just, you know, also just being aware. It was really amazing. Like, I felt like I was living in an alternate universe where I was able to get so much more done in so much less time and like have this freedom in my schedule. And then also like my desires were like rushing towards me at a speed that I have rarely experienced and without doing much about it. (laughs) I love that you say that because you grew up in the like world of Hay House and manifesting and abundance. And I know that you are a student of all those wonderful teachers and techniques. And this is my point that for women, you know, and you've heard me speak at Reveal, whatever, I've always said the same thing. I've got like this one message, the way in for women into your, the life of your dreams is through your body. Yeah. Literally inside of you is this pattern is all you have to do is just learn about it. And once you learn it, there's no unlearning it. That is also some fun things that I get to witness in my <laughs> teaching. And then you just start doing it. Yeah. And the other, the last thing that I think that's really just sort of conceptually here is important to talk about is just that, you know, we all have to have some awakening to the fact that we are female at some point in our life. And I say that and that sounds odd, but it's true because, you know, you go through society and you're like first for so many years, you're just like gender free because you're kids, right? Then around middle school, you have an unconscious perception of the fact that the world is imbalanced in this way. We have a, a disconnect between masculine and feminine and women respond to it in, in a couple of specific ways, actually at that time. But the long and short of that response is that you, you like deny on some deep level that you are female. It's a very unconscious thing, but you're like, well, in order for me to succeed in this game, in this paradigm that skews toward the masculine reality, I'm going to have to kind of disconnect, deny the female body here. I'm going to have to, you know, pretend I'm ignoring my cycle, ignore the things that I want to do, not go to that dance class and push and be on the clock and do, and it's unconscious for a long time. And then 
you have some moment of awakening, you know, you have a health issue with your cycle, you have a baby, something happens, or you take a women's studies class or something happens and you're like, oh, I'm part of this whole group. <laughs> yeah. This group of, I'm a woman. What does that mean? And, and how do I live like a, a man? And it's different than being a man. And how does that work? And how do I live? And what, how does my, it's like you all, you are, you wake up to a whole host of questions that you don't have answers to. And it's a beautiful moment. And I think, you know, I want more women to have that moment as quickly as Earlier. possible. Because the sooner you can have it, the sooner you can really start to live the way that you're meant to as an embodied woman. Totally. And I think that one of, you know, obviously feminism has brought us so many gifts. But one so of the many. problems with feminism is this idea with some strands of feminism is this idea that the way to equality is sameness. And so it's the, you know, making women believe that the best way to achieve equality would be to medicate their cycle away, right? So that like, if you want to be equal, you essentially need to deny all aspects of being a woman. And that has done us a great disservice while helping in certain ways, because, <laughs> because our culture, then you start to think, well, I am an activist if I try to be like a man. Because I'm a feminist, you know, and I want to be the same. And it's like... I think it was... A, I, that's a really good point that you're bringing up. I think it was a necessary step yep. to this point yep. where we're, you know, and you see it. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but when Beyonce came out and did that performance... Oh, my God. I, I mean, I felt like I was witnessing a very important historical event because... I mean, never in the history of humankind have we had something happen like that with a pregnant woman with the feminist iconography and imagery she was using during that performance. I, I was really floored in the best possible way. And I thought something shifting here, shifting out of this place that you just referenced, where we are wanting, I think deeply, these things that we're talking about, like the divine feminine conversations and these, you know, I see all these communities online, these priestess communities, all beautiful things that are emerging. What we want, I think, at a deep level is to really embrace our distinctness yes. as this half of the species, <laughs> you know, and to really celebrate it the way that Beyonce was celebrating her pregnancy on stage. And I know that the path out of the conditioning, especially for those of us like me that were, you know, just brainy types, you know, like net living from the head up kind of, so many of us are right. Especially more and more in this digital age where you're just consuming information all the time. It's hard to even remember that you have a body half the time, <laughs> you know, the way, the way out of that for me was learning something tangible and, yes. and then tactical that I could do like, okay, yes. scientific facts are, this is how my body and my brain chemistry function, whether or not I care or agree or right. have an argument. Happening. About, this is factually how it is happening. So if I want to be more productive, successful, creative, happy, healthy, I have to do it this way because it's how your body's working. And here's what's so cool. This is an example of how science meets divinity, that the best of science leads you back to God. Because the fact that like your whole yes. endocrine system is then supporting is the, the divine creative yeah. matrix yeah. is like, it's so cool. And when you start to dive into this, ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested, like your mind will be blown. And I'm just so happy you're doing this work. And if you are somebody who wants to, you know, has been talking about like, 
I want to love my body. Talk about a really practical, because what the heck it, does that even mean? Exactly. Like, <laughs> that, that, that was, and you know, you and I used to talk about this all the time. I struggled, you know, maybe, maybe again, I'm a New Englander. I think it's something in the water. I struggled with the vagueness of this, like, love, self-love. I was like, what, what's <laughs> the recipe? I need the formula. Yeah. What is it? What does it look like? Yes. Because I need, I need a plan. I'm one of those. I'm, I'm one of those too. people. I'm practical. I, think, I, think practical. Also, I mean, you can't just be like, Hey, go walk into the wilderness of your feminine self and discover it without a flashlight or a map and have a nice McDay. I don't work like that. <laughs> I need to, I just don't. I need a map and a compass and a list and a, and a we backpack full of supplies. Like and we were born, born with it. this. That's why I called the book Woman Code because yeah. there's this oh, blueprint see, right. inside of you. The code for your ultimate health and success. The, su- the superpower phrase is on the cover of the book because I was like, holy ovaries. Look at this. <laughs> and And that, yes, this idea of, you know, divinity, I think that the more you tap into cycle thinking as a practice, it's like yoga, you know, the more you practice the day-to-day simple activities of what cycle thinking will ask of you, the more you will feel a reverence for your body, for your life, for nature, for the interconnectedness of yourself with all other beings. It's a beautiful practice. And so this fourth step of the protocol cycle thinking was originally meant as a sort of maintenance plan for maintaining hormonal balance. But as I have been living it and as my clients have been living it over the past two decades, it's really become much, much more of a way to kind of live as a whole healthy, emotionally healthy, physically healthy, embodied, centered, grounded, and connected woman. Totally. So can you go? Oh, do you have a question? No, I don't. I don't know. You just feel in the field. There's, there's a lot <laughs> happening here. Taking a beautiful yeah. deep breath. <laughs> my <Exactly. laughs> integrating. I'm, I'm self-loving. <laughs> I, you know, but I'm so, I love that you're on, you know, these podcasts, Mike, because especially you have a daughter, you know, yeah, and, and, I mean, and it's, it, it is a, you know, like our culture of, I guess, you know, we talked about this. Where were we? You and I were leading something. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but it was basically like, how am I supposed to? Mm-hmm. Okay, so look at the election with Trump and all of this stuff going on, right? And all of this craziness that's happened, and the what he he spoke about. He's insulted every single person that he lives, you know, basically to some degree, one form or another, right? But it's like, just take women for instance in that whole talk on the bus, right? Mm. I think if it's like how. Now, that's locker room, quote unquote, talk that happens. But I've heard women say worse things about other women. Right. And so and it's like, how are we supposed to, as a guy? Am I supposed to respect if the gender female gender is talking about themselves that way? And so it's just like so. But then you go, Can I, you, you, I got to jump in here. I'm so excited about what you're bringing okay, up. But hold uh, on. Hold on. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, it's, it's like. <laughs> So it's like from that respect, but also I know clearly that was not appreciated by women everywhere all over the country. Basically, of course, clearly. I mean, come on. So it's like that was not appreciated. So what can you do that is different than what our leader of example is leading 
But then also look at what you're talking about is that people want to know this information and you can see it in the rising up that's happening. But even like the Women's March, it's – I mean you're talking of millions and millions and millions of people all over the globe that support this movement. And so it's like how do you understand – and even like when I talked to Kate, you know, we had Penelope Young and – or we had Penelope Young. <laughs> when Penelope still young, but like <laughs> – Hello. Oh, uh, all babies so, come out. My young. Tyler Gage. But <laughs> she's an old soul. <laughs> Ty, my Tyler Gage Runatia is kicking in at this moment. So basically, I was just like, what do I tell? Because all of a sudden I was changing Penelope and she's grabbing her genital. Is that right? Yeah, genital. genital area. And I was like, what are we supposed to tell her to call it? Because like. It's not a vagina or is it a vulva? Is it a pussy? Like what is the name I'm supposed to tell my daughter? Because if she's like at one and walking around, you know, it's like telling people like, so what is the appropriate language? So Kate was like vulva and she'll be around and she'll she'll be like vulva, vulva. You know, that's what Penelope calls it. So I was like, I want to educate her to be a strong, powerful woman that's independent and really trusts and loves her body, right? Quote, unquote. But it's like. Yeah, how do I do that? So I figure it's an early learning experience. And this all started when, you know, it's just been a common thing because I know this really started in high school and college because I wanted to get dates and women were into astrology. So I became open to it. It all leads back to like, you know, getting a date, right? So, yeah, that's kind of how we're so that That is such a significant statement, by the way, but that's another conversation for another time. Meaning that, and I'll just, I'll say that it's not all on you. Correct. Right. To figure it out. And that's correct. But the, but I love that you're in the inquiry and I want everyone to be in that. That's the ultimate question, in my opinion, if you're raising, frankly, a boy or a girl, but certainly, especially if you're raising a girl, how do you raise her from the beginning so that she does not have to then extract herself that is correct. from the confusion? And yes, naming I mean, from the boy standpoint. Like I literally have a book sitting on the hallway downstairs at our front door that says the trauma of circumcision, right? So yeah. – and all these construction workers – I just remember this now. Like all the construction workers have been walking in and out of our house, right? So Now they'll be thinking about it. Now they'll it. be thinking about it. Be like what a – you know. And so it's just – that also goes both ways of what we're doing to That's boys right. and what we're doing yes. to yeah, girls. But patriarchy doesn't wound only no. women. Yeah. No, correct. As you sure. well know, it, it wounds us all. But I think that, you know, what's beautiful in the context of cycle thinking and this conversation and your child is, you know, that you both bring a specific aspect of teaching to her, right? Kate is going to model it for her in her orientation to her body. And you are just, just having awareness about it and being able to talk to her in that language in age, you know, when it's appropriate, right. When she's starting her cycle and validating for her as the representative for men, her first male representative to the greater world for you to be supporting her, honoring that in herself, for you to be validating her experience. That's all you really need to do. That alone, such a healing experience, it's so easy. There's nothing else. Mm. Everything else is going to come from all of us doing that concurrently. Everything else that you brought up earlier, all the other greater issues, it's the groundswell of how a culture shifts its consciousness about a topic is the many doing the work in the home and in the self that I just described. It's so important. Oh, so good. So 
let's get super practical for a second. Yeah, let's. Do you yeah. mind running through the four phases yes. of the cycle? And just briefly, because I just want pe- you, you to know, listening, you can get a much more in-depth version of this in Elisa's book, Woman Code. And then also on her app, the MyFlow app, which I'm a huge fan of. So, and that's yeah. M-Y-F-L-O. So MyFlowTracker.com. Okay, awesome. And so anyway, but just like to give us the taste of like, okay, maybe one key thing in the areas of productivity, relationship maybe an exercise and nutrition for each phase. Maybe that's too much, but. Well, I, let's talk about it. Or in just the, the general flavor the or vi- something. Yeah, the flavor yeah. of the phase <laughs> and then like, you know, maybe how you can apply it, which is, Perfect. I think, essentially what you just asked me to say. Um, <laughs> it's the same question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, let me just quickly cover the phases because a lot of women don't know what phase they're in or which phase they're in, which is why the MyFlow Tracker is so helpful because it'll tell you which phase you're in because a lot of us don't know. But certainly I would hope you would know when you're bleeding. And then the rest you kind of just guess at. But the other phases are the follicular phase, the ovulatory phase, the luteal phase, and then the menses or the bleeding week or the period. We yet to have one right word for that. Now, in Western medicine, the cycle begins the first day that you bleed, which makes no sense. I'm going to just say it makes no sense. The cycle should begin the day that you stop bleeding. <laughs> right. The day that the uterine lining begins to rebuild. That's right. Because that's the beginning of the process, right? Not the, I don't under, it, it is a, a strain. Well, a man decided to say that when you bleed, that's like a marker for them. And that was helpful for their thinking. For our thinking, you have to shift away from that model. So that's the first thing that I have to say to you is that the cycle begins the day your bleeding ends. And so the follicular phase is the beginning and that maps more accurately really onto the natural process, right? So you plant seeds, you initiate, you plan, right? So this is the week in the, in my, my work life where I'm like making my project map for the month. You know, I, I sit down, I love doing that during my follicular phase. I'm like, what do I want to do this month? When am I, what am I scheduling? What projects am I taking on? When am I meeting with who? I just kind of map it all out. And then I never touch that or think about it again until my next follicular. I do not do that. I don't go back. I don't sneak it in in my luteal phase. I don't want to, and I don't have to because I take the time at the right time to do it. Then in the ovulatory phase, this is really like the bursting forth phase, you know? So this is the phase where you, uh, you know, the estrogen stimulates the communication and social centers of the brain, verbal and social centers of the brain. So this is a good time to network, have important meetings, communicate about an idea, you know, tell in the manifesting cycle, this is the part where you're like, you have this desire and then you go tell everybody about it so that you start to magnetize it to yourself. Right. Then the luteal phase has two parts. First half luteal phase is the growth phase. And the second half is like the harvest phase. But in both phases, you are doing the getting things done, right? In the growth phase of a garden, you're watering, you're pruning, you're doing all the detail work. And in the harvesting phase, you're picking the vegetables and cleaning off the dirt. It's all very tactical. So in your work life, you know, that's bringing projects to completion, 
reading contracts, signing off on, you know, just all the administrative nitty gritty, looking at your financial statements, that kind of stuff, you know, then menstrual week, the bleeding week, the end of the process is the time of the cycle where the right and left hemispheres of the brain communicate maximally across the corpus callosum, which is this big bundle of nerve fibers that connects the two parts of the brain. What does that mean? That means that you're able to better this week than any other time of the month, synthesize the data that is coming into the fact side of the brain and the feeling side of the brain and really evaluate what is the right decision on a given situation, which is an important piece because before you then jump into, because you'd say, oh, well, I've harvested, so now it's time to make my next plan and move forward. But no, you need this evaluation period where you're not doing anything per se, but you're really reflecting. You know, I'm not a journaler, as you know, Kate, but this is the week where I journal. You know, sometimes that's a verbal journal with a friend, a phone call to a friend, or sometimes I literally am writing out thoughts or processing the occurrences of things that happened in the prior month. And I, you know, encourage people to look at specific areas of their life to really be very disciplined about staying on top of their lives, working out the way that they want to. So that means you have to look at how am I doing with self-care this month? You know, and the the way that you, by the way, the ultimate way that you know how you did with self-care is what I went on Dr. Oz to show. Look at the color of your blood in the toilet before you flush. That's very graphic. If if you're doing red, red, what color? If it's a beautiful cranberry red color clot free, your self-care was on point in the cycle syncing way. Mm-hmm. If it's any other color, brown or dark or clotty, you've got to do better next month. The app will tell you what each of those things mean. It will give you food recommendations of how to make those changes. So you don't have to be like, well, now tell me what I should do. It's brown. What do I do, Lisa? It's, it's in the in app. There. Right. And then. Um, you want to leave everybody your phone number so they can call you? <laughs> No, but I did build a free tool because isn't it crazy that you have this incredible bit of lab work that you can get for free every month by looking before you flush and that it wasn't until two years ago that the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists decreed that your period was your fifth vital sign two years before I did that on Dr. Oz. And then two years ago, I put out this free tool called the V sign quiz, your fifth vital sign, V for vagina. You can go in, answer seven questions about your cycle, and it will tell you how to interpret the color of your period for free because that is your free lab work, and you can discern so much about your health from looking at that. So that's one way. Then you everybody, they can get all this stuff on your website, right? Yeah, go to flowliving.com. The Flow Living Hormone Center does that part. The app is myflowtracker.com. You know, then you would look at your career. How's that going? You know, for example, I was guilty very guilty of planning too many things. I'd be like, Oh, I want to do all these things now, you know? (laughs) And so I learned through the process of cycle thinking and doing the project planning over, you know, I would say six months to nine month period of time of really honing in on this problem that I was having of how to plan reasonably, realistically, because it wasn't that I wasn't that I was like doing all the things I planned. It was that I was planning too much, not getting to them because it was impossible and then really being upset with myself. And I was like, that's an imbalance. Me feeling upset at the end of a creative process is meaning I just put too much on my plate. So I learned how to undo that behavior. Right. 
by cycle syncing my project planning. And then you can look at relationships too. You know, how are you doing with your marriage or your significant other, or your relationship with your child? I also use cycle syncing in my mothering, which I love. I, that was a bonus. I didn't know, you know, I kind of am learning here as I go. We talk a lot about that in origin. Yes. It's, you know, it's mostly mothers. So it's like, wait, how is my mothering at the different phases of my it's, Well, I love to leverage different facets of motherhood. You know, yes. motherhood's like a multifaceted jewel. And I, I'm not always the dance break party mom, which I think I've talked about in the Maven Masterclass. Yes, I'm, which is great. I have different sides of me. Sometimes I want to be more of a I don't know, like this, maybe some weeks I want to really teach her the art of cause and effect. Some weeks I want to go with the flow. Those weeks are not random. Those weeks are dictated by my cycle changes, my phase changes within the cycle. And so leveraging that gives my daughter many more experiences of teachable moments, many more impressions of what motherhood looks like. And, and many what womanhood looks like. And recognizing that love has many forms. Mm -hmm. I'm really giving her the best of me and being the best mom I can by not denying and judging and criticizing my hormonal self, but really embracing it and leveraging it as a mom. Totally. Certainly works well in the bedroom with my spouse, you know, optimizing our sex lives and all of that around the cycle really works well and keeps things fresh and not boring after you've been with someone for a long time. Right. So there's so many applications beyond just that. But the ultimate idea here is that this is happening inside of you. This is your process. This creation matrix is how you work. So work the process and you will get extraordinary results in your health, in your career, in your creative output, in your relationships, in your parenting. And there's nothing outside of you that you are missing. You're not deficient in your cycle phases. You're imbued with this. This is the ultimate tool that you have at your disposal. If you would just turn inward, observe it and partner with it. Totally. So I love this so much and I learned new things about it today, which is fantastic. I did not know there were two different really flavors of the luteal phase. Like I kind of did, but not spelled out that way. So that was awesome. So I get the question a lot. Well, like, you know, I have a speaking gig during the time that I'm bleeding or like, I can't schedule that far ahead. Cause you know, whatever mm -hmm. it doesn't life isn't, doesn't work that way. So yeah. how do you deal with that fact yeah. that like, it doesn't really go like you'd hoped plan wise, like, let's say you have a job or let's say something was scheduled out and then your cycle shifted or, you know, whatever, what have you. Yeah. So what I want you to do is discard black and white thinking. And instead I want you to embrace quantum physics thinking, right? A little bit. So meaning your matrix is over this 28 day period, this four week process, but you also operate in a 24 hour day to day construct. Now that's arbitrary. As we know from quantum physics, time is not this linear thing, but we culturally agreed that we're going to keep a 24 hour clock. And so that's how we mark the passage of time. And it certainly helps that before the invention of electricity, this was very useful to be up when the sun was up and sleeping when the sun was down. Now, as a result, you're going to be able to hold, once you practice cycle thinking, you already have the 24-hour lifestyle down. You don't need to get better at that. What you need to do is turn the volume up, skill build, strengthen your musculature around practicing cyclical planning, mm -hmm. 
cyclical living. You can do anything at any time of the month. You're more inclined to do certain things at each week. You derive more pleasure from it because of the natural inclination, and you'll find it more effortless. You will also, over time, as a result of practicing this, be better at that. Remember those things called boundaries that you hear a lot about in new age growth and personal development that you should have more of, that you feel all the time that you're lacking. Yeah. I wish I could say no more. Why am I always overstretched? This thing, this boundary thing, this boundary thing comes out of the fact that you have not embraced this container, this structure that you operate in. Now, practically speaking, I gave my Ted talk when I was menstruating, I got married when I was menstruating. So just to clarify, Mike, I was bleeding, bleeding for this time. I'm following, yes. (laughs) Okay, good. Making sure. My experience is that you're going to find the sweet spot for yourself in each of those phases of things that feel good. I personally really like doing super important things like that when I'm bleeding because of the cross hemispheric experience, because I really feel present and I really feel like I'm not in any emotional reaction. I feel really in the experience that I'm having. And I feel like I have access to all of my brain in a way that is maybe slightly less the other time of the month. And this is this is what your postmenopausal sisters will tell you is that you experience that all the time postmenopausally and that you can also still apply this quantum thinking just to anticipate another question that I often get is, well, what happens if I'm no longer cycling? You have already lived cyclically from a brain chemistry point of view. You're now always in this sort of postmenopausal experience. You have access to all of these things, but you can still apply the lunar phases as a meta structure to just mark the cycle phase changes abstractly and still honor that within yourself. The other common question is, well, what if my cycle is irregular? I'm going through perimenopause. That's when you go and you use the flow protocol to fix that because yes, that is an unnecessary obstacle that you can, you know, remove so that you can fully embrace the cyclical thing. But one last practical thing here is that when I teach at corporations, that that question comes up all the time. What about deadlines? And it isn't about this. Like you, you can only do project planning the week. It only takes me like two hours to project plan. So what am I doing the rest of the week? Right? Whatever I want, (laughs) you know, what am I doing the rest of the week? I'm eating the right foods. I'm exercising the right way for that phase of the cycle. I'm doing other things for the cycle. It's not just this one thing, right? So I try to look and make sure that I do one thing each day that's really honoring this phase. And sometimes, well, for me, it's always food and exercise every day that honors that phase. And then what is one activity that I can say and check off at the end of the day? Like, you know what? This was aligning with my cycle today. Just one thing, right? Everything else you can do in the 24 hour construct. It does. No, 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 not at all. And nor should it be. That's black and white, linear, more, you know, some people would say more masculine energy thinking. You want to be feminine energy thinking here, more quantum. I like to use quantum physics. I don't like this divisive, you know, masculine energy, feminine energy. It's just multivariate thinking. Yep. I love that. Thank you so much. Hmm. My pleasure. This has been illuminating. So Mike likes to ask a final question that we didn't get to ask you the last time. Because we were cut short a little bit. You sure? Yeah. Did you ask about the funeral? Did you talk about your death? We didn't. 
Oh my god. <laughs> What's your question? Right now, so funny. Me. You did not ask this question. No, I clearly remember. not. Uh, what, what do you want your funeral to be like? <laughs> what would you like no the cycle idea. of your funeral to entail? <laughs> oh my God. That, well, I you mean, didn't see that coming, did you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I. That's such an important question that deserves such a sincere answer, and I. Having been so caught off guard by that question, I, I'm not trying to back out of it, but I legitimately, being a very thoughtful person, would not want to just give some random answer. That's I understand. Fine. But I will have a think on it. Let us know. Let us know. I'll let you know. I'll certainly hope that, that I can at least feel before that happens <laughs> that I've, you know, lived a life that's choosing love over fear. That's certainly at least one thing I know. Mm. I, I don't know the answer to your question, but I know that. I know that yeah, part. Yeah, I understand. That's beautiful. I mean, you and I haven't really talked about this. I'm no, the one that asks the question. We every should talk weekend. about it. You never answered it yourself. Well, that's no, totally unfair. We haven't. So we'll answer that. And let, maybe I we should have an episode about that. Elisa, <laughs> this was a pleasure. I would imagine you want people to find you at flowliving.com. Living.com. If you have any hormonal issues that need addressing, we're there for you. And then the My Flow Tracker, you can get on iTunes or Google Play. And then Woman Code, you can get on Amazon. Amazing. You cool. are a gift. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. This has been awesome. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me. Bye, love. Bye. Bye. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.